Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Gallagher, Jr. Special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. You can find Steve on steveazar.com. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks for listening in the past two seasons. We're now in season three. And today I have the University of Tennessee men's golf team member, Reese Nevin. He's a senior at the University of Tennessee, grew up in England, had a nice junior career in junior golf, headed over here to the United States to play college golf, had a really solid career at Tennessee, was the most valuable player along with Spencer Cross last season. And uh, looking forward to everybody getting to know Reese a little bit better. And uh, let's get Reese on the line. All right, I want to welcome the University of Tennessee senior Reese Nevin to the podcast. Reese, thanks for spending some time with us today. Yeah, of course. Uh, my first podcast, so I'm excited. I know you do a great job with these, so let's get it on. It's rock and roll. Yeah, no, you'll do great. It's uh, yeah, it's It's been fun to do that, to get some players on, coaches, and just kind of get the word out. But for you, you grew up in England uh, playing golf. What was that like, and who got you started playing? Yeah, so uh, I grew up in England. Um, obviously, soccer or football, as we call it, is the big sport. So I grew up playing golf, soccer, and cricket. Okay. Uh, I was always always best at golf, and it helped that all my family played. My granddad was the one who got me into the game at a really early age. Uh, so started playing competitively, did well at like a local level and a regional level, and I managed to get myself into the national squads, which is a great experience. Uh, but yeah, playing golf over there was fun. The Lynx golf is obviously very, very different. Uh, usually the weather has a big factor in how the tournaments go, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I love playing golf in England and uh, very grateful for how things went over there because I wouldn't be in the position I am now if it wasn't for spending those years over there. Absolutely. You mentioned soccer and cricket. What did those sports do? How much, how did they help you and get you ready for golf? Because I think, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, just kind of growing up the mechanics, but it's more of that team uh, atmosphere and, and more of that than, than anything else. But what did the, how did they help you with your golf, or, or did they? Yeah, I think they helped me with my golf. Um, having that, that team aspect um, was really fun, and then, when I got out onto the golf courses, it was different. It was like, you know, I'm alone. It's kind of up to me now. I can't know where to hide, but I think I like that. I like that. Um, you know, if I played well, uh, it was, it was mostly down to me. And it was, uh, when I played football, I wasn't, uh, the best footballer, but I was on a really good team and we had a lot of success. But I always knew, like, uh, the success may have not been entirely down to me. Uh, but that that team aspect definitely helped. And um, obviously, being on the Tennessee golf team now, I think some of the uh, the like team values that mm-hmm. I used back in the day and um, that teamwork, uh, helping the team, being a leader, I think some of that probably did carry over to. Um, the position I'm in today. So when you you talk about Lynx golf uh, and, and and over here we kind of play the ball in the air as opposed to 
on the ground as you do over there. I mean, those are it's, you learn a lot. I think you, you have a lot more shots playing links golf. It's a little bit more creative and a little bit different uh, than playing over here. But uh, what are some of your favorite golf courses over there in England or even Scotland for that matter? Yeah, I I got to play um, St Andrews. So my granddad for his 60th birthday, he really wanted to play St Andrews. That was on his bucket list, and uh, we got to play St Andrews on around his birthday, which is really special. Um, Royal Birkdale is probably my my favorite Lynx golf course. I think it's a good mixture of like the best test, but it's also the fairest test. I think you know you don't get a lot of crazy bounces which which i understand is a part of Lynx golf but i like the way that you know if you play well you won't get too many of those crazy bounces and the, i really think the best the best player wins at, at royal birkdale from the times that i played it yeah it's a great golf course i'll tell you a story about st andrews is first time i played in the open and i walked up on the first tee and there's jack nicholas and he's got three clubs in his hands and I'm thinking, what's he doing? It's a Monday. I just came in from Williamsburg, Virginia, where it's 120 degrees, and now I'm in St. Andrews, kind of chilly. And I actually walked the practice round with Jack Nicholas, and he showed me how to play St. Andrews. Uh, and, you know, the angles you took, the different ways. You didn't necessarily go down the fairway, but that golf course is really, I think the more you played it, the better and more you appreciate it. And I think that's the thing for Lynx Golf. The more you play over there, the more you appreciate it. And it, it, you are going to get some bad kicks. And I think that definitely helps you just in, in life in general. I enjoyed playing over there. It was always a, a challenge. But, uh, you know, it was just different. And, and sometimes different is uh, is good for us. But you, you, you got really playing pretty good in England. How did you or when did you decide that you may want to go to the, to the States to play college golf? Yeah, so... Uh, for anyone that, that doesn't know, we don't have uh, college sports in England. So right. it's either, um, so you, if you, when you leave high school and we go to college for two years, and then after that, people start going to like university. And if you want to take sports seriously, um, you're either like, you go the national squad route, you turn pro, or you, you come to the, the States. They're the three main uh, routes, really. So when I was in the national squad, um, I knew that going to the States was an option, but I'd, I had no idea of how, how big it was, you know, what, what the facilities were like, what it really meant. So luckily my, my results over there got me some recognition from coaches over here. And um, they gave me the chance to come on a visit, and I'd really recommend this. If anyone has a chance to come on a visit, they've definitely got to do it and, and see what it's all about. Because when I when I realized how big college sports was over here, it was kind of a no-brainer. Like, there's no excuse not to get better over here. It, it's amazing, isn't it? I talked to Karen Stupples. I had her on the podcast, and she had no idea. She just came over, went to Arkansas State. She'd never been there. And, and no disrespect to Arkansas State, but she got over there, and she goes, oh, my goodness, this isn't what I thought it was. She ended up transferring to Florida State. But I think for a lot of kids international, they don't even get to visit. Uh, and now with COVID, it makes yeah. it almost impossible. But it's so important to visit where you want to go to school. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was in there, and there was a kid, and he was from the States, and they were, the parents were there. And I said, my advice to you is you go to school where, you know, if you never hit another golf shot, that you think you'd be more comfortable. It's not necessarily – 
the glamour or whatever. It's where you think, you know, I'm playing college golf, but if I don't hit another shot or I don't make trips that I'd be comfortable and enjoy that. I think that's part of the equation. But for someone like you to come over, I think it's so important because you really, it's a whole different culture. And that had to be a big adjustment when you came over your freshman year, when you came over to the States for the first time, wasn't it? Yeah. The good thing about my visit was that I think I knew straight away that Knoxville was the right place for me. So when uh, when on my visit, we got dropped off the airport with my parents. And, um, you know, we got through security and, and said bye to the coaches and we sat down. And I think we all we all knew, like, I'm, go- I'm going to Knoxville. Like, that place is, it already felt like home to me. So I didn't really have any worries. I felt like everything would be fine. And my parents knew I was in a great place. Um, so that made it. That made it a lot easier, um, as well as having we had like a really young team that year. We mm-hmm. had four, we had four uh, freshmen um, that, as well as as well as me. So we were all kind of in the same same situation, being away from home the first time. Um, but it, it some some things are hard, you know. You uh, kind of let let into the wild bit and uh, you got to do a lot of things <laughs> yourself but i i like that uh kind of independence and yeah it was it was, it was definitely fun and it helped having uh jake meanhorse came a semester he joined halfway through this the semester and you know it's obviously we're both far from home he's from new zealand and i think that helped as well yeah you got you're in the same boat together because i mean i've, I've talked to it at it to other players or just watching my daughters who play it's just like it's not that you stand out but when you go into an athletic dorm you see these giant football players or basketball players I mean golfers kind of stand out a little bit away from everybody not that you're not athletic it's just something different so when you're a freshman you come from another country or wherever you're on your own for the first time it's a little overwhelming it's nice to have somebody go through uh those different challenges with you but qualifying's always been an interesting thing for me you get over and you, and sometimes you got to play against your roommate you got to try to beat them out for a spot uh tell us what qualifying's like and some of the pressures you feel that versus you know when you're playing it kind of on your own and, and and coming over for the first time going through qualifying uh at ut for the first time yeah that that constant um competing is what i think really helps us get better over here. Um, qualifying, you know, your first few years, you see it as it's almost pretty scary. Like, you know, what if I don't make the team? You're thinking about all these, like, negative stuff. But then I think as you make it make it through qualifying, like, maybe the first couple of times, you see it as a, more of an opportunity to, like, gain some momentum and then go to that tournament and really really push on and not give you spark spark in the team. Um but qualifying, yeah, honestly you, there's sometimes when you might feel even more nervous in qualifying than you do in a tournament. And I think uh that's that's a good thing though. You you wanna be in those situations and get those feelings that you might get coming down the stretch in a SEC championship. Absolutely. You learn a lot about yourself in those qualifiers. Do you remember the first tee when you first teed it up for as a Tennessee volunteer? Do you remember that, that kind of those emotions and those feelings for the first time in your first college event? Yeah, uh, it was in uh, we, my first college tournament. I, I actually played as an individual, um, but it was in Nebraska. A really, really cool golf course. Probably one of my favorite golf courses I've played. And uh, luckily, 
that golf course over there. The fairways are about 100 yards wide. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was good. And, um, you know, I think my, my early years, like my freshman year and my sophomore year, they, they weren't the best. But I think I probably learned the most about myself in those years, which was kind of ironic. What did you learn about yourself in that process? Uh, I learned, um, I think, looking back on those years, I just learned that, you know, you need to believe in yourself when, the when obviously, Coach Webb, I think it's quite clear what he's done for the whole team, but as soon as he came, I remember that first first phone call with him, and he kind of set the tone right away. He was like, you know, you need to be an All-American, and... Um, I definitely, and he kind of showed me um, what it would take to get an, to get to all American like status. Mm-hmm. Whereas, even though all American was on my mind in those first two years, I had no idea what it meant to meant to what it would require to get there, or, or how much belief you had to have in yourself. You know, all the little things I need to go into to get to that level, and. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot. I learned, you know, it wasn't wasn't nice being in and out of the team. Um, definitely learned to learn that I had to keep pushing no matter how how my results were going. I never really um, gave up in a way. I remember one tournament in a Sawgrass Country Club, and I had I had done this is my freshman year, and I had done absolutely nothing like. Not really any good, good tournaments, and I played the first round and I shot, I shot five over par, and I remember one of my friends from back home messaged me and was like, you know, how are you doing this tournament? And I was like, I'm not doing well, but message me tomorrow and ask how tomorrow goes because I think I was just so like fed up of not reaching my potential that I was just like, right, let's snap out of this. I know this is going to turn around tomorrow, and that's as I have like a bogey free five under like SEC freshman of the week and that's when things kind of turn around when I had that yeah for those who haven't played Sawgrass Country Club that's a hard golf course and to shoot that kind of score yeah that tells you that had to tell you you personally hey I can play at the top level and that's just it's amazing you go through those struggles where you hey you're playing like a dog you're making all these bogeys and mistakes and then one round can turn it around, and I think that's great advice for anybody listening, don't you? Just, I mean, it's amazing how fragile we are as golfers, uh, but one round or one shot can turn things around. Yeah, golf is like a, a lonely sport when things aren't going well, but at that point, I don't know, it's hard to describe what what was going through my, right, my mind in that round compared to the, all the other rounds, but it was just like determination almost, like, I am, I'm fed up with this, like, I'm, I'm going to show everyone why I came to like the University of Tennessee and after that I think I had a top top 20 in the in the tournament after and then the, I, I kind of think I've progressed every year you have you have because you top 10 at Sawgrass and another top 20 and and uh, I think your sophomore year you had three top fives and you kind of got rolling and you're, that's a great point about being a lonely sport. And I mean, I know you're on a team, but golf is like that. You're kind of out there on your own Island. And, and if you're not careful, you can, you can get caught. And another thing, 
I was talking to Hal Sutton, who's on in season two, episode 11. And he talks about pressure and he talks about uh, when he came out on tour, he was just, you know, the next Jack Nicholas. And they said the pressure he felt to being the next Jack Nicholas was enormous. And he put it on himself. And it has to be your personal journey, not someone else's. And I think it doesn't matter what level you can kind of fall into that trap. But I think it's so important to remember that that pressure that you're feeling is more you putting the pressure on yourself than from others. And I think you just have to be aware of that. And do you feel pressure sometimes when you're trying to live up to your own expectations? Uh, yeah, I, I feel, I feel pressure, but I try and, um, I try and, but one thing that coach has told is like, if you, if you do everything you can to prepare for a tournament, then you should go out of that tournament and just, the results should take care of itself. And that's one thing that I have got, gotten better at, I think, um, you know, that, if you do everything at home uh, and prepare well, then that should almost take some of the pressure off yourself because you know you've done everything you can to play well. Absolutely. That's so well said. And, I mean, I think that's some of the things that Coach Webb and, and Andrews, they bring to the team is just they've they've seen what it takes to get to the next level. They've seen what it takes to be an All-American, to, to do all those things. And, and it's that's so well said because I think that's uh, – we all fight that. And if you kind of – I've always told my kids, no matter what they were doing, whether it was basketball or whether it was soccer or football, as you call it, or, or golf, I mean, if you put the time in and you prepare, now you just have to execute. That's As long as you go into an event prepared, that's all you can do. Uh, and you got to kind of stay in the process. And I think that's the hardest thing for so many kids out there and kids that are listening to this. I mean, you're you're out there and you just have to stay in the process and you have to execute it and it is the best you can. If you put the time in, that's all you can do. But you know, I've, I've visited so many different schools, and, and it's amazing how things have changed. But and you're, I know you really are big time into school, but the academic centers and the ability for you guys to balance playing at the top level, trying to win the SEC, trying to win the national championship, and going to school is a big, it's a big challenge. But because of academic centers and tutors, that's a big plus for y'all, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a huge help. So we have our own yeah. – the student athletes have their own athletic um, kind of building that they can go in. You know, they have access to computers and tutors and mentors. And especially in your early years, um, that that really helped because time management is so big. And so, if you have like a you have a mentor in your first year, I think it's I think it might be like mandatory to have a a mentor in your first year, and they kind of plan out what your week's going to look like, and it, it's. You know, they really teach you some some good lessons um, that'll help you in the next four or five years here at the University of Tennessee. And um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge help because you know we we do have a lot on our plate at times, um, but we have all the resources there that you know you should be able to get on top of them at all times. How has COVID changed with class schedules? I know a lot of kids are in Zoom classes, some are in person. How how has that been a challenge just in, from the academic side for you? Yeah, it's been, you know, none of us expected um, for the world to look, look like this. But it's been a lot of more a lot more time uh, staring at a computer. Um, you know, I have I think I have I have one in person class, and we are we're in a big a big uh, auditorium. Um, 
but there's only like 20 people in the class because of social distancing and everything. So it's just very, very surreal. But we're all on, most of the other classes are online, um, Zoom calls, group group projects online. Um, you know, you've just got to communicate well with your professors and your other students if you're working with them. Um, but, I mean, yeah, crazy, crazy world at the moment. Don't you feel like you're teaching yourself? I know I talked to my daughter who's at Mississippi State, and she's in her third year, and she's in business or building construction science, which has to be a lot of hands-on stuff, but she doesn't get to go in there and meet with the, with the group. But she, she said, Dad, I feel like I'm teaching myself. Do you f- feel like you're doing that sometimes now with the new way we're doing it? Yeah, I can I can definitely uh, see what she's talking about there. I mean, because you might, you might end a Zoom call and, you know, a Zoom call is you kind of, it's a set amount of time. And you might kind of not fully understand the work and instead of, you might, in the past you might have just waited behind after class and asked the professor, but after that Zoom call ends, it's kind of like, all right, let's try and, you know, read the material over again, see what I can get out of this, and then maybe after that you might email your professor. But definitely, um, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to teach yourself, and you, I think it's even more important to do the readings each week and make sure you're on top of homework and not get behind. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's just harder. It's just different. We're all having to adjust uh, to things. But a couple of years ago, you you came to Tennessee when they were just trailers. Uh, at the practice facility it was the most beautiful practice facility aesthetically and looking out there at the views but now you got this beautiful clubhouse tell us about the uh the new clubhouse and the practice facility and some of the things that go on there that have been helpful for you all the last year or two yeah the the new the new clubhouse is is kind of kind of crazy and it's i'm sure you know what it's like it's on the river and it's definitely one of the best facilities in the country uh obviously the new clubhouse has the uh, indoor hitting bays, the, the putting green. Um, we've, you know, we've managed to get a few like workout stuff in there as well. So that's 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 good. Um, I think it almost helps on a mental level as well. Like just when you walk into that facility, you realise that you're part what you're a part of, and you're a part of something really big and something really special. Uh, you know, a lot of people have put their money into that facility, and it's it's to try and help the Tennessee golf team like get some results and play well. And that's, you know, it's really good to have that behind you. Yeah, um, it, it's cool because you you got to be proud of where you go to school, and you got to be proud of the yeah. you know the orange and white. And and I, I remember my wife saying that when she went to LSU and played at LSU, she says, you know, when people see LSU, they're like, oh, you went to LSU, and I, th- I think the same thing for Tennessee. And now you've got this beautiful facility. I've got some juniors at home that have visited, and they're just, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. And everybody has a nice facility, but I would put ours up against about anybody, especially with the views and. And the, the ability to get better, because that's I think that's what every college kid wants is they want to find a way to to get better. But back into the competition side of it, Coach Webb comes in the first event, uh, playing up at the Carpet City uh, event. It's one of the best fields, I mean, other than the uh, NCAA's and the SECs. But y'all pull off that win. How special was that season to have the two or three wins in a row and kind of get things going? What was the change in the attitude of the team when Coach Webb came in and into the success she had in his first year? Yes, so that we we won a couple of tournaments and it wasn't. I think we won a couple of tournaments in my freshman and sophomore year, but the the level of competition that we won against 
in the Tropic Capital was like a huge step up and we kind of realized, all right, we can we can play with the big boys if we really like get on, get the most out of ourselves um, and we are good enough to compete at this level. Um, that first, first tournament, Webb kind of, uh, he left us to it and wanted to see what, what we were made of kind of thing. He, he, you know, we'd ask him for advice on a few shots and he'd just be like, yep, sounds good, go right at the flag. <laughs> and uh and it, and it worked like that it freed us up we hit a lot of good golf shots and i think we made a, a ton of birdies that week and then even in the playoffs we were just like you know we got there's no pressure on us we weren't supposed to be here let's just go out and play it like it's any other hole and you know we did and we came came out on top and it's it's huge yeah that's so true and, you're you're playing free there's a lot to be said about it. Yeah. That's what we all strive to do. But you've you've now beat the best, and you've you've played against the best. What separates that elite player or that elite team from the rest of them? What makes them greater elite? What makes them so much better? Not so much better, but that takes them to that next level. I I think it's it's all down to like attitude and the little things. Like for for example, if you walk down the range at, at a big Division One college tournament. I don't know what other divisions are like, but everyone pretty much swings it similar. They can all hit the driver nearly 300 yards or, or over 300 yards. Everyone can hit the ball very well, but so I think the separators are more like you know who is say eating well on the course or who has the best attitude on the course, who who's got the best course management, things like that. I think that's what really separates you know like a a 50th ranked team to a top 10 ranked team and i think we're doing all those things really well at the moment you know we're working hard in the gym trying to eat right and get all those you know school getting that uh, figured out and i think that's that's probably why we have you know we're ranked three or four in the country at the moment that's that's a really good feeling team chemistry is so important and you played those team sports uh how important is it in college golf, and why is your team, the Tennessee team, team chemistry so good? Because talking to every one of you, including your coaches, you all have found a way to make it happen, and it's not forced. It seems to come natural. Yeah, I think it. You know, it starts five a.m. in the morning or, or six a.m. when we're we're working out together and we're trying to push each other, and then we get to the range. We're, we're constantly competing, you know, whether it's putting competitions, chipping competitions. We've just started doing, like, trackman tournaments, like, um, you know, seeing who can get the best wedge scores. But then, you know, you might win or lose, but, you know, you're happy for your teammate after the, after if they win. And um, I think what makes us really great is that we know that every single one of us on the team is, is putting the work in at home. And we're holding each other accountable to that. And we kind of know that whoever gets the chance to go to a tournament is is not going to give up that spot. You know, we saw we saw Jake Hall who played his his first tournament, and you know he came, I think, twelfth or something. And that was because he you know he put put the work in at home and he was ready, and everyone was really happy. Like I think it's just everyone's doing their bit to the to add to the team culture and that that's what makes this thing work so well yeah that's so true such a and i think my team's like that and you'll find that out after you graduate 
the, the friendships you make along the way. I mean, we don't have to talking to Stuart Smith or Jeff Walker or any of my teammates. We don't talk for weeks or months, and then all of a sudden we call and we're just like we just saw him yesterday. I think that's one of the cool things that you'll always remember about college golf and that tightness and that chemistry you have. But last year, you and Spencer Cross won the Most Valuable Player Award. Uh, what did that mean to you after you know, all the hard work you put in and in, in, in for you both to win that MVP and voted on uh, by the team? What was that uh, What was that like for you? Yeah, it was it was really special. I, I you know, one one thing I want to do more in in golf is I think I need to like step up and find out a way to win more tournaments. But winning like that award was, you know, like really special. Because I, I haven't, I felt like I hadn't really won anything or got my name on a trophy in a long time. Uh, but it was just, you know, it was very uh, rewarding and all those all that hard work I kind of felt like I put in and it was just nice to see the reward at the end. And I know how much you've done for the program in golf, golf in general. And it was, yeah, it was a, it was a great moment. And to do that with Spence as well, you know, we all, we had very similar, um, like stats at the end of the year. And I, and I knew like if one of us is getting the MVP and SEC and all American awards, then it's likely both of us are getting it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was fun to uh, to do that with him. We, you know, we live together right now, and we're pushing each other all the time, trying to get better. And you know, it's it's, it's really fun to to do that with him, especially. We kind of pulled a fast one on you too. You didn't know you were going to get it, and then I happened to show up at the last uh, minute. You thought you're—I don't know what you thought you were coming out there to do at the facility back in the fall. Uh, and that's been the tough part of, you know, COVID is we just couldn't get the award as the spring ended. But, you know, you came back, you, you know, the season was canceled. Everybody was kind of down, but you get an extra year. Yeah, you get the, the schedule called back up and you're going to play the blessings and it's going to be on the golf channel. And you all get off to an incredible start. Tell us what it's like to play in front of the cameras and place, you know, in such a great field on such a tough golf course and to get off to such a great start like you did that first event. Yeah, that that was uh that was a, a crazy week. So uh, we got off to such a good start in that first round, and we were, we were playing, you know, with the team in a, in a five ball. And I think the, the first hole there is like this. Real, it's probably one of the, the toughest hole on the course. Like it's it's so hard. And we I think we we played that hole in two under par first hole of the day, and it was kind of like wow. That just that just set us off. Uh, and then Hunter, I think Eagle the next, and like after that, nothing could really stop us. It was, it was, it was. That was probably one of the most fun days I've had in in college golf. And then for the cameras to uh, to kind of show the whole country what what we were doing that day was really really special. Yeah, it was really cool. I kind of I've, I've sat at home watching it, and and I've played the golf course. Now they've changed that first hole. The first hole before was pretty easy, but I, I the driving range is hard there to me. It's just a tough facility, <laughs> but uh, you all had a really good fall. As you said, you're up in the top five in the rankings. What are some of the goals maybe for the spring for the team and in and, and you personally, uh, as, as you continue to start up here in a little bit? Yeah, I think um, goals, goals for the team. I think if you're, if you're ranked in the top five, top 10, then people are going to be, you know, talking about what can you do in the SEC championships, what can you do in the national championships, and I think, you know, we we need to. That's where our kind of sights have to be set. We need to. That's what that's what we're all like 
gunning for and we really want to compete at those levels so um that's i think that's definitely one of the team goals um in terms of in terms of my goals i'd say i, I kind of mentioned it earlier I'd, I'd really like to get my uh name on a college trophy i think that would be really fun especially uh in this last year especially with the fields you're playing against because mostly sec teams uh when you finish up school any future plans you're going to turn pro or what are the future plans for you Yes, uh, in the when we get done with this season, um, I'm kind of leaning towards turning pro right away. Um, I, I think I'm just I'm just ready. Um, you know, I love I love playing for the team, and that definitely gets me excited. And you know, this might might sound bad, but when I play other amateur tournaments, like playing for world ranking points and all those things, that doesn't really excite me anymore. I'm I'm ready to kind of take it take it to the, the big leagues and, and see what happens and hopefully start making some money out of this game. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it's, 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 that's a pretty cool attitude to take is, you know, team first and, you know, I'll worry about myself and get that going. But uh, I know you're really busy you got to get some practice time in. I appreciate you spending some time and, uh, and for those kids listening, this is a fine young man. He's a hardworking guy. He's one of the nicest kids you'll meet and, uh, he's going to have success, uh, here in college and in the future. But, uh, Reese, thanks for spending some time with us. And I kind of like to end it on this, whether life or, or golf, uh, you may have only one shot. you got to make it count. And you're making it count. And uh, look forward to watching you guys. I'm going to get to cover a lot of college golf this spring, and uh, including the NCAAs, and would uh, not love, love to see you all there at the finals and in that final match. Yeah, we'll, we'll be trying our best. And uh, thanks for all, for all you do and all the, uh, you know, we have great alumni that we know are supporting us. So thanks to, to all of them as well. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. What were you thinking on that play? Take a lap and when you come back, maybe you'll.